Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast, where you can get the latest results, fantasy picks, and news every week in the NASCAR racing world. We just got one more spot left to fill, so let's give it to our host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Hope you guys are ready for week number three in the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series schedule because we now go to fabulous Las Vegas Motor Speedway, the second race of the West Coast Swing. We just went to Fontana, now we got Las Vegas, and then we'll round it up with Phoenix International Raceway. But this will be the first mile and a half that we see with the next-gen car. I'm pretty excited about that one. There's a lot of good contenders in this race. If it is anything like the race at Fontana, we are in for a real treat. The, the, the greatest thing about the Fontana race was you, you couldn't really predict who was going to win the race. There was five people who had an opportunity to win that race at one point or another. So hopefully the same thing happens here at Las Vegas, because if you guys remember last time we were here at Las Vegas, let's be honest, it was a pretty boring race. Obviously, it's a different car now, so there's going to be different strategies. We'll see how everything plays out. The one thing I'm still a little worried about is definitely the tire situation with these newer cars. Uh, For some reason, those tires do not want to stay on with that one lug nut. And also, if you get a flat tire, your day's done. You're going to be towed back to pit road, and it usually costs them about four to five laps before they unhook you and get your tire changed. So it is definitely costly. So we will see how that plays out. Either way, guys, make sure to tune in into this race this weekend it should be a good one and definitely an important one for this next gen car because as we know intermediate tracks are the most common racetrack in the cup series schedule but of course one of the most important things we got to figure out is who's going to be some of the top drivers to go with in your fantasy league there were some surprisers last week and maybe some of them will show up this week we're going to take that into consideration we're also going to look back at a few races here in las vegas as well as some intermediate tracks so without further ado let's dive into it here are the top fantasy picks here for las vegas motor speedway Alrighty, so you guys already know how the setup goes. We go with 15 drivers, 5 drivers which we consider to be the best ones of winning the race. Then another 5 who should be considered a good opportunity to get a few stage points and finish in the top 10. And then some drivers that we usually don't pick that much but could be good dark horse contenders here in this race. We're first going to start off with our top picks and the driver that I personally believe has an opportunity to win it once again is going to be the number 5 of Kyle Larson. It is now a great opportunity to start using him because here at these intermediate tracks he was so damn good last year and based on what we saw at Fontana it doesn't look like he's going to fall off that much this is where he got his first win of the 2021 season I really don't see it changing that much I mean let's look at his past few finishes here uh 10th place finish in the most recent one even though he led 95 laps and then of course that victory then he has a ninth place finish an eighth place finish a 12th place finish and then before 2019 a second place third place and second place doesn't matter what car he's in he's gonna do really good at this racetrack and I think once again he if anyone is going to win twice here during the West Coast swing it's without a doubt Kyle Larson it's not just because he won at Fontana it's because these super speedway tracks as well as these intermediate tracks he reigns supreme so Kyle Larson hands down a great pick for your fantasy roster 
Next driver we have here is a driver that does do really good here at Las Vegas. However, Fontana did give us a little bit of a worry on how he's going to do at these intermediate slash two-mile racetracks. But I still have hope in him to do really good in this race. Let's talk about the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. Martin Trex Jr. finished fourth and sixth last year and led laps in both of those races. On average, he was running around the ninth or seventh position. And then the year before that, has a top five finish. The year prior to that, he gets a victory at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Has a total of two victories here. He really likes this racetrack, and I really don't see him falling off here in this next-gen car. I really feel like this is going to be the race where we see Martin Trex Jr. back up front once again. It's kind of it's kind of ridiculous to say that because he did great at Daytona. It was just California. He really wasn't much of a factor, but hopefully he can be a factor in this race. I really feel like he's going to be one of the strongest ones in the Joe Gibbs Racing Camp. So Martin Trex Jr., again, a good number one, number two pick for your fantasy roster. Pick number three is going to be a Ford, and I think this Ford is always going to be one you want to keep your eye on here when it comes to the first race at Las Vegas. It is the number 22 of Joey Logano. Joey Logano is without a doubt the one to beat always here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway when it comes to the first race of the season. I mean, look at his results. We're only going to focus on the first race of the season at Las Vegas for him. A ninth place finish, a win after leading 54 laps, a win after leading 86 laps. Then he has a seventh place finish, led 25 laps, finished second, led 74 laps. Absolutely phenomenal when it comes to this race, guys. Hands down, great option to go with here. Um, him and Kyle Larson are the two that I'm debating on who's going to win the race. If I had to pick one, I think I'm going to lean more towards Kyle Larson, but that shouldn't discourage you. Put Joey Logano on your fantasy roster. Even if you've used him two times already, I feel like you should use him again because right now he's kind of similar to Ryan Blaney as when it comes to the first few races, he's usually a top contender. So Joey Logano, again, a good number one pick for your fantasy roster at Las Vegas. The fourth driver that you should consider as your number one or number two pick definitely is the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin has not finished worse than fourth in the last three races here at Las Vegas. And it wasn't a fluke either. He absolutely dominated the most recent race here, leading 137 laps. But even the two races before then, he led 47 laps and he led 121 laps. His average running position has been second or fourth. So basically a top five guy. So... Honestly, it is a no-brainer. You you want him on your fantasy roster. If you think that really the change of the car is not going to be too much of an effect on Denny Hamlin, then without a doubt, you want to put him on your list. Do I see him winning the race? I, I do, in a sense, but... Man, I feel like Martin Trex Jr. is going to be the stronger one out of those two, but he's not going to be that far behind either. I consider Denny Hamlin a good number two pick here for this weekend. And the last driver you do want to consider as one of your top picks here for this weekend is going to be the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. I've said a couple times already that Ryan Blaney is going to be another one of those drivers where you want to pick him in the first three races and then after that just try to figure out which races you think he's going to favor the most. But honestly, he is an early bird racer. What I mean by that, when it comes to the beginning of the season, he is usually a contender. And sure enough, he was a contender at the Daytona 500. At some points, he was a contender in the California. 
California race. I think the same thing is going to happen here at Las Vegas. And his results do say it's the same as well, as he has had three top fives in the last five races, and his worst finish in the last five races has been in 11th place. And honestly, if we go back another couple years, let's include the last five years we've gone to this racetrack. Only one finish looks kind of bad, and it's a 22nd place finish in the 2019 race. Other than that, he's a top five guy, hands down. So again, I consider him a good top five driver and definitely a number two pick here for Las Vegas. So those are the top dogs that I have for you guys. We got the number five of Kyle Larson, the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr., the number 22 of Joey Logano, the number 11 of Denny Hamlin, and the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Now let's move on to some drivers who may get a good top 10 finish. I don't think they're going to win the race, but they're definitely going to score some points here this weekend. I think the first one I want to include on here is going to be the number four of Kevin Harvick. From what I saw in the last race at California, I see the team slowly but surely coming back. It doesn't feel like it's a 2021 season anymore with them. Whatever demons they had, they seem to have figured it out slightly. I'm not going to say fully, but slightly. And that's a step in the right direction for sure. And who was the most dominant guy on Stuart Haas racing every time they had a good season? Hands down, it was Kevin Harvick. And when he's running dominant, what's the racetrack that he always does great at? Mile and a half tracks. Since February of 2019 and 38 races at mile and a half tracks, his average finish is 7.42. Just to give you an idea, he is the has the best average finish. And the person right behind him is Martin Trex Jr. at 9.37. Almost two whole positions ahead of him in average finishes. And in those 38 races, 36 of them top 20 finishes. If that doesn't make you feel good, how about this? Top 10s, 31 out of 38. Top 5s, 21 out of 38. No one's even coming close to that. That's just what Kevin Harvick is. Phenomenal at mile and a half tracks. Uh, I don't see a victory. I, I really don't. But I see a solid race. So Kevin Harvick, good number three option here for this weekend. Next one we have on the list is actually going to be another Toyota. This one is going to be the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch has been mentioned here every single week so far. However, California, he really did let us down. Now, he was able to get back on the lead lap, even though he was five laps down. That's unbelievable. It was still a big bummer. If, if you used him as a pick in that race, and let's say you had someone else on there too that had a terrible finish, like for an example, me, I had Harrison Burton and Kyle Busch, you had a waste of pick on him in California. So you're already a little upset by that. If you used him in both Daytona and California, maybe it's best to sit Kyle Busch out for this intermediate track. But if you have not used him yet, Maybe Las Vegas is a good place to start because his last two finishes here were both third place finishes and then before that he had a sixth place finish in 2020 and then he had a third place finish in 2019 and if you guys remember that 2019 race he could have won that race if he did not run into one of the Rick Rare racing cars. So take that into consideration. So honestly... If you have not used him yet, this is probably a good time to. It is a bit of a gamble. It really is. I mean, when it comes to these newer cars, he hasn't really shown yet that he has been the guy to beat. But I think it's worth taking a gamble on him. At the very least, I feel like he's going to get a top 10 for you guys. So Kyle Busch, a good number three pick here for this weekend. Next driver here in the pretty good category, I think we got to include the number 24 of William Byron as a good possible third or fourth pick for your fantasy roster. The one thing about William Byron is his finishes have been rough here and honestly here this year it's been the same thing too. 
rough finishes for the number 24 machine. But it's not because he's had cruddy cars. He's had pretty good cars at these races. He has led in five of the last six races here at Las Vegas. Minimum six laps led. The only thing is his finishes do not match that. Two top ten finishes in the last six races. That's a little bit worrisome. But let me tell you something. I feel like right now this is the time for William Byron to really step it up. I feel like if there's going to be any tracks that he needs to be head and shoulders above the competition, it is here at the mile and a half tracks. And he showed it there near the end of the 2021 season. He really did. And he also got a victory at Homestead at the beginning of the season. It was just a summer stretch where things were a little bit rough for him. I think he can come back here. If he can get a top 10 finish, that's going to be a good overall performance. But I really feel like it could honestly be better for him. And don't let those bad finishes really discourage you that much. Remember... He was running near the front both those times those incidents happened. So William Byron, a good number three, maybe even number four pick. I know you guys are a little nervous about using him. I am too, but definitely worth the gamble. Who's going to be the fourth driver we're going to include here on the pretty good category? I'm a little nervous about this one, but man, his results have always been there. Let's throw him in here. The number six of Brad Keselowski once again fits here in the pretty good category. And here's the reason why. Let's be honest here in California. He was a bust. He finished 11th and 12th in both the stages, so he didn't score any stage points, and then gets caught up in an accident and never fully recovers. Absolute flop in that race. But man, I I have a hard time seeing him struggle here at Las Vegas, when his worst finish in the last five years has been a 13th place finish. Led laps in almost every single one of them. Some of them he's led more than 75 laps, and he's gotten two victories in the last five years here when it, at Las Vegas. Honestly, a really, really good driver overall when it comes to this racetrack. It's just with this different team with RFK Racing, we don't know how much power they have compared to the Penske cars. So I don't expect a Daytona performance by any means, but I expect a top 10 finish out of him. I think it's worth giving him another shot if you've used him at California. Hell, um, even if you use him in the first two races, give him one more chance. I think one more chance and he can prove to people that he can give you a really good result. But if by stage one or stage two, it doesn't look like he has any stage points going to be given to you, bench him. Bench him immediately. So Brad Keselowski, pretty good category, but a little nervous, not going to lie. And the last person in the pretty good category is going to be the number nine of Chase Elliott. The 2020 champion is, for the most part, kind of hit and miss when it comes to this racetrack, but you cannot deny his average running position here is very impressive, and he's always, in a way, a contender at one point or another at these races here in Las Vegas. He has led laps in every single one of these races in the last five times we have been to Las Vegas. His average running position is usually around sixth place, seventh place. That's a pretty good points day. Now let's look at his final results, however. Second place finish in the most recent one, really good. But then a 13th place finish, a 22nd place finish, a 26th place finish, and then a 4th and 9th place finish. Before that, 36th and 34th. There's a lot of concern. There really is. You just have to honestly make the decision whether Chase Elliott you think is going to stay out of trouble or you think he's going to get into trouble once again, similar to what happened to him at California. So those are the guys in the pretty good category. We got the number four of Kevin Harvick, the number 18 of Kyle Busch, the number 24 of William Byron, the number six of Brad Keselowski, and we'll round it up with the number nine of Chase Elliott. Now it is time to look at the guys you may want to take a chance on here this weekend. 
You couldn't keep this driver down for that long, especially after the performance he had at California. The number eight of Tyler Reddick is definitely a driver you want to take a chance on here this weekend. Why is he not in the pretty good category, you may ask? It, because he's only gotten one top ten in the last two years here at Las Vegas. And his average running position has been around 17th, 18th. Definitely a gamble driver in this race. But... I would strongly suggest look on how he does in practice and qualifying because that kind of determined how good he was going to be at California. He did great in practice, qualified near the front, phenomenal performance, but I think that's how we're going to decide whether or not we do want Tyler Reddick on our fantasy roster. I would put him as a fifth pick or a garage pick for sure. Next driver you want to take a chance on here this weekend at Las Vegas that many people may not be thinking about, how about the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr.? When you think of intermediate racetracks, you do not think of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Hell, even in the fall races at Las Vegas, you do not think of him as his finishes in the fall have been really, really rough. He has a 17th place finish, a 23rd place finish, a 26th place finish, and a 30th and 33rd. Those are god-awful numbers. I would not even take a chance on him if we were just looking at the fall results. But the spring results, however, he has an 11th place finish, a 3rd place finish, a 6th place finish, a 14th place finish, and a 12th place finish. Now those numbers look a lot better. You just got to make the decision on are we going to see springtime Ricky Stenhouse Jr. or are we going to see fall time Ricky Stenhouse Jr.? It's kind of funny saying that because it's the same damn track, but for some reason, someone who's red hot or ice cold at a racetrack, it's Ricky Stenhouse Jr., but... One thing to feel more comfortable about is his performance at California. He was running around the top 10, scored a few stage points here and there. So there might be a good chance that we're going to see Ricky Stenhouse Jr. get a solid top 10, maybe even a top 5 if he can do something similar to 2020 here in this race. Another driver you want to take a chance on here in this race is going to be Tyler Reddick's teammate, the number three of Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon has proved to have been a pretty decent driver when it comes to intermediate tracks. He's always right there around the top 10, sometimes a little bit behind, but here at Las Vegas, he's had some really good results, including a fourth place finish here in the spring race of 2020. Even though his average running position is around 12th place, that it's still a really good option to consider him a good driver you may want to take a chance on because he's really consistent when it comes to this racetrack. I would consider him a garage pick for sure, and if you have some people who could be a little risky, like let's say maybe a Kyle Busch or a Chase Elliott, it wouldn't be a bad idea to consider Austin Dillon a member here in your fantasy roster. Two more picks left. Who do we want here in this fifth or maybe garage pick spot? How about the number 45 of Kurt Busch? You can't keep him off too long when it comes to his home track. He's gotten a victory here recently in the 2020 season. He's a good driver at intermediate racetracks, and this is something that that 2311 team needs a lot of progress in is intermediate tracks. They have shined at super speedways, but tracks like this, you haven't really seen them too much. I think Kurt Busch can really bring that to the table, but it is definitely a gamble with a brand new team who hasn't shown success yet here at these tracks yet at this time. So Kurt Busch I'd say he's similar to Austin Dillon, a garage pick right now, but if he's running better than some of your other drivers that you currently have on your fantasy roster, put him in. If he could get stage points, I say definitely put him in as a fifth pick. And the last driver we're going to include here on our fantasy picks that you may want to take a chance on is going to be the number 43 of Eric Jones. 
I did not really expect Eric Jones to really pop up on our fantasy picks too much this year. I don't know why. It just felt like the merge with GMS Racing, a brand new team who has not raced in any races in the Cup Series, felt like it was going to take some time for them to grow. But that race at California really did change my mind. Not fully convinced yet that they are going to be a playoff contender by any means, but they do got me a little bit interested in what they could potentially do as a two-car operation. Eric Jones has shown success in the past here at this racetrack with three top 10s in the last couple of years, but there are some finishes outside the top 30. He is hands down the biggest take-a-chance guy on this weekend. He could be boomer bust material. That's what I honestly see from him. Kind of similar to maybe Brad Keselowski or uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I-, I feel like he's in the same exact spot as them. I would honestly wait to see how he does in practice and qualifying. If he does the same results at California, then put him in and holy cow, we are actually seeing Richard Petty's team now competitive which it would be freaking awesome. So those are the final five guys that you may want to take a chance on as your fifth or sixth pick here in your fantasy roster. Those five drivers are Tyler Reddick in the number eight, the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the number three of Austin Dillon, the number 45 of Kurt Busch, and the number 43 of Eric Jones. And that will conclude the final picks for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It's either a fun mile and a half track or what we saw last time we were here. It could be a pretty boring race. This is another big opportunity for the next-gen car. Can they actually go three for three? We had a great race at Daytona. We had a really, really good race at California. Can they do the same at mile-and-a-half tracks? They did a lot of practice at Charlotte. Charlotte and Las Vegas are both mile-and-a-half tracks, but that doesn't mean they're the exact same. They are quite different from each other, so it will be pretty interesting to see what these next-gen cars can do. I think as far as your fancy picks go, really pay attention to practice. I think practice played a big factor in who you wanted to go with at California. Some of the picks that we thought looked good did not do anything at all, so definitely take a look at that. The practice will start at 1 o'clock Eastern Time, so for us on the West Coast, we're going to be tuning in at 10 a.m., and really take a look at those practice charts. If some of those drivers who I said take a chance on are not even anywhere in the top 12, then maybe you don't want to go with them. Maybe you don't want to take too much of a chance on them. But if they're right there in the top 10, yeah, absolutely you want to do that. So I'll be keeping track of that. You guys should as well. Make sure to also check me out on other social medias as I like to talk to you guys during race day on Twitter at TylerV33. I also like to post daily videos for you guys to watch on TikTok, Vanilla Wafers 44, all NASCAR related, of course. And then on YouTube, I like to post my most creative stuff there. That is at Vanilla Wafers. I just posted a video uh, titled... The Downfall of Dale Earnhardt Incorporated. It was a very good video in my personal opinion. A one that I thought was at times a little bit emotional because it just is really sad to see a team that was built by a legend just fall apart almost immediately after his passing. Uh, Something that should have kept on his legacy just didn't turn out to come true for him, which is a real shame. But again, check that video out um, at Vanilla Wafers on YouTube. Also, check out our Fantasy League if you really do want to compete against us. If you haven't yet, 
this is honestly probably the last race you do have a chance to win the league, even though you're going to be down by about 397 points. You can still make up it slowly but surely. That is at NASCAR Field Fillers. There's about 33 of us right now, which is honestly really, really cool. A lot of fun to see that many people on there. Thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, But if you guys still want to, you still have a chance to. It's going to be probably a little tough for you guys to try to beat some of the people on this league because expect to score 200 points if you want to be even in the top five it's a lot of fun so again if you want to compete against us in fantasy league the winner of that league at the end of the season will get a 124 die cast and hopefully i can design it similar to the car that you see on the podcast profile but above all guys thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest i have been able to fill the last few remaining minutes of your time so i'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road collect my last place winnings and i am out so you all take care this has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>